When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The opinions, the panel. Pleased to be joined by Ollie Ritchie this morning and uh, by Mark Hinton as well. And uh, gentlemen, uh, I'm not sure whether you heard it, but we had uh, the great man, Sir Richard Hadley, on this morning. Uh, and uh, the question is, I guess, uh, he sits at 431 wickets. Uh, Tim Southey sits at 322 wickets. Six test matches between them, the bowled in the same amount of innings to this point. Uh, Ollie Ritchie, is there a chance that, that 431 is uh, on the radar for Tim Southey? It seems far away, Smithy, if I'm being honest, but also Tim Southey just seems to be one of those bowlers that just continues to deliver, almost like a bit of a, a fine wine. He seems to almost be getting better with age, uh, Tim Southey. So I would say it's certainly not outside the realms of possibility. He just, uh, I don't know, I feel like he's, he's almost underappreciated, Tim Southey. He always seems to be questions that come up about his, his kind of performance or his, his place in the side, but, you know, I, I think he just continues to deliver and he continues to always get better and we saw in that, that first test against India, um, the way he bowled was, was just beautiful. So, oh, I, look, it's a wee way off yet, but, you know, if anyone's going to be able to do it, I really think Tim Saudi could give that record a good nudge. Well, Mark Hinton, he's going to have to play over 100 test matches to do it, so he's going to have to remain relatively fit. Uh, Hadley played till 39 to, uh, to make his achievement uh, can salvi in your mind yeah it's an interesting one I, i'm in ollie's camp here tim salvi is one of those guys that um i guess when you kind of just when you think you know he might not have that real top end class he doesn't produce performances like that in the first test to uh to kind of um to make a bit of a fool of that thinking, to be honest. Uh, yeah, so absolutely he can. Uh, he's, he's about to turn 33, Smithy, so if he plays till he's 36, say, which which is a pretty decent innings for a fast bowler, that gives him another three years, four years maybe. So he needs 109 wickets. He's going to have to take a lot of fifers over that time. But um, it's certainly within the realms of possibility, but I don't know, Smithy, the romantic in me really wants Richard Hadley's, Sir Richard Hadley's mark to stand. Um, and I don't think, you know, I don't think anyone would, uh, uh, you know, would put Tim Southey in the category of, of Sir Richard Hadley in terms of fast bowlers. So it's kind of nice that, that that record is owned by someone who was unequivocally our best fast bowler. Oh, you know, the romantic in me hopes he doesn't get there, but with Tim Southey, you just never know because he does like to confound the critics.
Well, nice to hear the romantic side of uh, Mark Hinton. I've got to say, what about Mark Hinton's analytical side? What about the one that uh, the analytical side, the one that uh, uh, looks at the test team uh, uh, that's about to be picked and says we have to make a change or two there? Uh, is there something in the offing there, Mark Hinton? Yeah, well, um, Smithy, um, I mean, clearly it comes down to what do we do for our bowling attack, doesn't it? I mean. Not a lot of options in terms of batting. We need those. Uh, we need those batters to produce runs. I think to give us a, ourselves a chance to be contesting victories and not not battling great, honourable, uh, emotional draws. Um, but it comes down to bowling. Do we play Neil Wagner um, in terms of uh, um, those? I guess two and a half or three spinners, however you want to term it. Um, it's it's not a. Um, not a renowned seam as wicked, is it, Mumbai? So, um, um, but I would be tempted to say, what is New Zealand's strength? It's not our spin bowling, and and one specialist and one part timer might just be, you know, all, all we need. So I would be tempted to play Neil Wagner, even though I guess a perusal of the statistics would tend to say, go all out spin on that wicket. Neil Wagner's proven. I'm not sure about those other spin bowlers of ours. So, uh, yeah, play Wagner, Smithy. I don't know what you think. Uh, Ollie, uh, well, how about you? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, you know, in Tampur, it was meant to be a, a, a dust bowl that was going to suit the spinners. But, you know, it, it, with our spinners, it, it didn't really look that way. I, I'd be tempted to bring Wagner in for Will Summerhall, to be honest. Smithy, keep... Ages and then you've obviously got Russian Ravindra as, as another spin bowling option. Um, you know you're going to get wickets from, from Neil Wagner. You know he's going to get steaming in uh, from whatever end. Um, you know he, he's probably good for kind of you know two, three, maybe four wickets a, a session. Um, yes, I know it's not a, a wicket that's going to suit seeing bowling, but you know neither was Campbell and our spinners didn't really deliver there. So I'd be I'd be tempted to bring Neil Wagner for Will Somerville. OK, um, let's uh, take a quick break for the news, fellas. When we come back, we'll look at a little bit of basketball, particularly with, uh, with you, Mark, and uh, certainly the Rugby Awards, uh, Artie Savia. And goodness me, I think the pubs are opening up your way tomorrow. Where are you going to go, fellas? Uh, we'll be back shortly. Talk big opinions, the panel. Mark Hinton and Ollie, uh, Ollie Ritchie with us this morning. And Ollie, uh, this is... Uh, really taken another turn, this uh, women's tennis thing, uh, with uh, the WTA saying no more t- tournaments uh, in, uh, in around China, etc. On the basis, they're still not quite sure about uh, what has happened to Peng Shui. Uh, this is, uh, I won't say getting out of hand, but it's getting pretty drastic. Yeah, it is getting very drastic, and good on the WTA for taking such a stand. You know, it's, it's easy to to come out and condemn this sort of uh, carry-on in, you know, press releases and, and statements. But with the WTA to take such a strong stand against China for uh, for the next season, um, I think just shows how seriously they're taking this. You know, they've had ample opportunity to prove that Peng Trade is, is alive and safe. And so far, obviously, what they've provided is, is not sufficient uh, for the WTA. Um, you know, I, I noticed... The IOC came out the other week um, with a still photo of Thomas Park talking to Punk Trey, but they couldn't release any video or anything like that. So, you know, it's all just a little bit convenient, and, and the stuff that has been released has all been by Chinese state media. So, you know, there's been nothing to convince the WTA that actually Punk Trey is safe 
And so, uh, you know, good on them for taking such a stand. Um, easy to to be so strong uh, and condemn this carry-on and press releases and statements. Um, but, you know, they've taken action, so good on them. Yeah, I, I'm very concerned about it. I mean, I know China's a different environment and they like to do their things, their own things, uh, their own particular way, but surely just produce the lady, um, say to World Tennis, here she is, she's fit, she's healthy, um, let her play tennis and uh, this will all go away, Mark. It, it, but it's China, isn't it, after all? Yeah, one of the um, more intriguing sports stories of the year, no doubt, Smithy. And just to add to what Ollie said, good on the WTA, also really putting their money where their mouth is. You know um, the money that is that comes out of China in terms of sports. The, uh, the NBA has been through this when one of the NBA owners made some critical comments about China, then all of a sudden um, various TV deals with China were, were being cancelled and, uh, you know, they, they don't react well to criticism. Um, the WTA will be giving up significant money by uh, not playing any events in China, but sometimes, Smithy, some things are bigger than money and, and absolute um, plaudits to the WTA for the starts. You know, we need to see that this young woman is, is, is well, is fine, um, hasn't been in any way, you know, compromised, dare I use that word, by her accusations. So um, um, there's a lot to play out yet in this, but if organisations like the WTA, you know, and uh, uh, let's face it, the IOC is a little bit weak in this, as Ollie touched on seem to be folding, um, probably not willing to take on the mice of China to the extent that tennis is. So, yeah, for absolute credit to an organisation standing up to the to the mighty nation. Mark, the Skybreakers uh, get their uh, season underway against South East uh, Melbourne uh, this weekend, of course. They had their uh, plea for a, a, a bit of a delay turned down uh, earlier in the week, so uh, they have to get on with us. The Breakers uh, seem to have made a, a, a relatively positive start pre-season-wise. Uh, what are you making of their chances early on in this comp? Yeah, I think they're going to struggle in this first game, Smithy, but look, they've got to play the long game on this. I think from from what I can work out, we'll, we'll know the identity of the, of the players that have been uh, um, struck down by COVID. Um, I think 24 hours, hours out from the game, they have to produce um, an availability report for the league. Uh, so we'll know them, but they've, they've admitted that there's two starters, um, uh, and, and although they're playing their cards close to the chest, um, I don't think they're, that they're in any form to come back and clear the necessary protocol. So they're going to be down three starters, if you include Thomas Abercrombie, who's injured. Look, everyone has injuries, so that's part of the deal. He's going to miss the, at least the first three weeks of the season with that oblique strain he's got. So, so they're, they're behind the eight ball from the start. And they're going through this run of away games again, which only looks like it's going to grow with New Zealand's um, border policy. So it, it shakes as another tough year, but they do have an exciting group when they get all their bodies back on court. I'm not sure they can win uh, down down key people early on. I think they need all their bodies on the court, and they will be competitive, and they will get better as the season goes on. But South East Melbourne is a solid group. They were uh, one good quarter away from making the grand final last year, so... Um, it's going to be a tough start for the Breakers, Smithy. I wouldn't necessarily expect them to win, but a good, strong performance will put them in position to uh, to get better as those bodies return as that COVID uh, outbreak goes through them. And, of course, they're without their head coach, Dan Chimere, I, I believe. 
Uh, again, that's mm. unconfirmed, but he, he was one of the people that had COVID. I'm, I don't think he's got to be there. And he's an important figure. Obviously, the Reigns will go to his assistant, Modi Mayor. So um, up against that week one, Smitty, the bracket. If I'm going to have a better than TAB, I might look at the southeast Melbourne Phoenix, to be honest. OK, Mark, I might take your word for that. Uh, part of my multi for the weekend. Uh, Ollie, let's uh, look at the uh, New Zealand Rugby Awards nominations and um, a lot of the, the categories, uh, I think, are really well represented. But let's go to the All Blacks Player of the Year. Uh, Geordie Barrett, Rico Ioani, Will Jordan and Adi Savia. And uh, I look at that, so you've basically got three, uh, three outside backs come centre, uh, a loose forward, and is it an indication of where we're at with our type five that there's no one from the engine room on the list? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone from the engine room deserves to be on the list either, to be honest, Smithy. Um, I think they've got those, those nominations right, um, you know, and, and you know, Mark and I spoke about this, you know, towards the, the end of the All Black season, is that we just weren't getting the, the same production out of the All Black engine room as, as we're used to seeing, you know, the, the front row um, wasn't as, as dominant at the collision and at the set pieces we're used to seeing, you know, Brody Retallick and Sam Whitelock were both just a little bit off their game, you know, especially the, the high standards we expect from those two. Um, you know, Artie Savier, I think, will win that and should win that. He's just been so consistent and so dominant all year for the All Blacks. Um, and, you know, those three outside backs, Geordie Barrett, Will Jordan and, and Rico Ioane, obviously have all had uh, fantastic seasons as well. So, yeah, a bit of an indication of where the All Blacks slipped up this year and, and you know, it was pretty obviously obvious that physicality was was an issue, and we weren't able to match teams there. Um, so, yeah, I think they've got it. They've got it right, and and I think Artie Savia deserves to probably win that award. Uh, Mark Hinton, they'll be seething in Taranaki, uh, the Adidas National Team of the Year, Crusaders, South Canterbury, Waikato Farapama Cup, uh, or uh, Waikato NPC. Uh, no mention for uh, even though he's got a mention in the coaching devel- uh, side of things, Neil Barnes. Nothing for his team. No promotion, no trophy, no awards, nothing. Yeah, that giant asterisk next to the season <laughs> comes back to haunt Taranaki again, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the poor, poor uh, Amber and Blacks. You really do feel sorry for them. Uh, no, no promotion. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I think, uh, well, look, if I was them... I would just be taking all this as ammunition, retooling for next year, and hopefully they get a, a real crack at it, um, and, and coming back and, uh, and and just doing the same again. That's all you can do. You know, you got to take your take your knocks, <laughs> take your um, take your slights. I guess where where you where you can find them and come back bigger and better. Look, they it's, it's been a tough year for them. They deserve better, no doubt about that. Um, but. It ain't coming their way, sadly. No, it ain't coming their way. But I'll tell you what's coming your way, uh, Mark Hinton. Um, you can go to the pub. You can go to the pub this weekend. <laughs> uh, so, well, where would we? Where would we likely? Where would we likely spot you? Are you going to bother, um, or are you just going to take your time getting back, or will you be first in the door? Smithy, I'm not on on a broadcaster's salary like Ollie, so I can't afford to pay the prices. <laughs> That Auckland pubs charge for a beer, even just to walk in the door, really. So, you, you look, you know where you'll find me at my local little Thai, where they let you bring your own nice cold bottle of wine in, and I'll be parked up there, enjoying, enjoying the chance to actually have some hospitality, hospitality away from my lounge. Uh, 
Can't wait, Smitty. I'm about to ring and make my booking now. But no, Auckland pubs are no go for me. First of all, I'm over 50, so I don't go to the pubs anymore anyway. And also, uh, as I say, just can't afford those prices, mate. Yeah, yeah. I can hear the violin in the background. And uh, here's the other thing now, Ollie. You, you are, you are Ollie, not, not in the over 50 bracket. And I heard raucous laughter from you, which tends to suggest you've got something in mind. Uh, look, Smitty, no, I'm not quite in the over 50 bracket. Um, in fact, I'm not even in the over 30 bracket. But I will, uh, I will be enjoying um, a couple of cold ones, I think, over, over the weekend. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, we, I want to give back to the local economy. You know, I'm really, it's all about that, really, is, uh, is helping those businesses uh, get back on their feet. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll look forward to enjoying a couple of cold ones. I'm a sucker for the Auckland Viaduct, Smitty, I must admit it. So I'll probably... Uh, be lingering down there somewhere on uh, on Friday afternoon, Friday evening, uh, and then I'll, I'll probably try and find time to go to um, the local Northcote Tavern just around the corner from uh, from my house here, I'm sure. So uh, I'm looking forward to giving back to the local economy. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Wherever you go, take your vaccination passports. Uh, remember that. Uh, Mark Hinton, Ollie Ritchie, thanks so much for your time and your input into the panel this morning. Uh, and if you are out and about in the viaduct area or anywhere like that, Ollie, just keep an eye out for our newsreader. I've got a, a sneaking suspicion that um, she is uh, going to hit town as well, judging by the thumbs up.